What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm Jay Lag. And I'm NB. And this episode is recapping and reviewing Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Season 3, Episode 2. And it's called Chapter 22, Drag Me to Hail, y'all. And don't forget, guys, stick around for the ending because we are going to go through our recap roundups, our best moments, our best lines. So be sure to stick around for that. We also have our contest going on right now for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and a pop socket. To enter, all you need to do is rate and comment on our iTunes page and you'll be entered in the draw. We are extending this contest to the end of Riverdale Season 4. So just keep an eye for our channel and our announcement. And as always, to our continuing listeners and our brand new ones, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Let's get into the episode, y'all. Oh, okay. Let's get okay. into it. What'd you think? So, first, yeah, I loved it. I mean, this season so far is like lit. It's fun to watch. I'm enjoying how they're kind of breaking everything up and how the story is slowly but surely tying itself yeah. kind of together. Yeah. And like, even the way this episode ended, I was like, oh, nice. Like, everybody's storylines are kind of starting to come together. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing, like, now that, you know, like, Ambrose is back and stuff, uh, how that's going to play out. What did you think? Uh, no, I honestly, I really liked it. I'm really, really impressed with what they're doing with the season. And, like, I'm, I'll mention this later on, too, but I feel like the visuals and, like, the CGI and, like, the effects and, like, everything that I'm... Like, every time I'm like, oh, they're not going to get this right. Or, like, this is going to look cheesy. They fucking yeah. nail it. And I'm like, this looks amazing. They um, Yeah, they're really killing it. Yeah, And I just, I, I think definitely, like, their budget did get bigger. Because it just feels so big. And it feels like they're nailing it on the head, you know? And I'm yeah. buying it. And I love it. Um, And, no, I'm, like, really, really impressed. And you're right. Like, I think all the stories are, like, perfectly, like, coming together. And we're only in episode mm-hmm. two. So, like... We thought yeah. they were going to get too big and get too ahead of themselves, but it's episode two and it already seems like they're coming together. So I'm excited to see yeah. what that all means. I know. And it's exciting because as we go through this, as you uh, as we normally do for Sabrina, at least, is we break it into different like segments like uh, Ambrose and Prudence, which we'll cover first, and then Hilda and Zelda, and then Sabrina, it, her storyline, which kind of mashes into all of them eventually. But... I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to split it up like that. I think that like the next couple ones, we're going to have to just play it through the way that we play it through for like Riverdale and stuff. Yeah. Where we just kind of go through it because now everybody's storylines are kind of intertwined. Like, the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll take it with Ambrose and Prudence first and then finish their storyline and then go into Hilda and Zelda. And then that sure. kind of leads into Sabrina's for the right. final piece. So Ambrose and Prudence, they're still like, They've arrived in Scotland. I'm kind of bummed that they didn't stay in New Orleans longer. Like, is that all mm-hmm. we get to see about that Nola storyline? Like, is that it? Do you think? I get. I think so. Like, we got this voodoo like, queen I guess, and, like, that was it. Like, I mean, unless, like, unless that type of magic that they used will come back later into play and, like, they'll have to access that magic again. But I don't see them, like, going physically to New Orleans. Yeah. Then again, like, they're witches, right? So, like, they can just teleport, like, quickly. Like, not a problem. There's, like, so zap there, yeah. Anything's possible, you know? True. So, yeah, in the beginning, like, the first thing that we see them together, they just arrived in Scotland. And, like, Prudence is just tripping. She's, like, drinking now. She's, like, yo, where's my dad at? I just want to kill him. And uh, Ambrose is, like, don't worry, we'll get him. And they do find him. And they're kind of watching in the background and they're seeing this thing play out, and he's like summoning something from like he's fully Tom Hanks, yeah. passed away, <laughs> yeah, like first beard, of all. <laughs> hair, everything. Like 
Like he looks like the really... freaking guy from Star Wars stuck on that island. What's his name? Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. So he's kind of like summoning something from the water. Whereas I was I was assuming right away that it's like he's trying to pull like the Loch Ness monster out. But yeah. um, that's not the case. Um, and then you see two grown kids, like ones that are like older. They're like 13, 14 years old. And they're all they're standing in front of like a table. So while he's summoning something, something comes out of the water and it's like this sea monster thing. And it's holding this like egg, like a little baby Mm -hmm. egg, it looks like. Mm -hmm. And he gives it to him and hit the sacrifice, I guess, was going to be the kids. Like the kids were going to get sacrificed for this egg. The egg, yeah. And but right before he's able to do that, Prudence like loses her shit and she just like jumps on the table and like attacks him. And they have this like really quick battle. And I think he. So just, what was interesting to me, and I want to ask you this question yeah. real quick: When she jumps for him, he quickly turns around and like blocks her her strike. Yeah. But then he turns around quickly and kills the demon. Yeah, like slits his throat. Like I'm like okay, so like so it's like is that is, there was something <laughs> there was something to that? Like I'm like, were you just gonna use the demon for his egg and yeah. like not sacrifice your kids? Um, yeah, or like, like were you gonna deal with nervous that anyway? So you killed him? Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know. Like that's a good question. I feel like they kind of just wrapped it up that storyline. They're like, not gonna deal with this anymore. <laughs> yeah, get rid <laughs> like, of the demon. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a good point. I didn't really know where that went, and we still don't really know what this whole situation is. So anyway, um, yeah, yeah, he does say like he mentioned something about being there for fifteen years, and like. Right. As they're talking, he's like, I've been here. I've been like in this time skip, in this time jump. This is how long it's been. And they don't believe him right away. And that's when, um, you know, there's this back and forth between him and Ambrose with the egg. And he's like threatening to kill Prudence. But then Ambrose is like, I've got your egg. So like, don't touch her. And then they do this, this little trade off. And then he knocks um, or she knocks him out. He's like out cold now. But then there's these two kids that are just, like, sitting there. And at one point in time, they're like, don't hurt father. Did you know from the beginning that these were the kids from, Not like- No, not from the beginning. Oh, okay. But I think, like, midway through, I was like, okay, there's two of them. Yeah. They're kind of, like, dark-skinned. Um, mixed babies. And I'm like, it yeah. could be. Yeah, like, mixed babies. So I'm like, it could be, like, but I just didn't understand the eight, the year thing. Yeah. Like, the 15 years had gone by. I was like, holy shit, that's so cool. It is like funny. time had passed so I mean, quickly. I know that they do mention, like he does mention, he's like, there's a rift there. There's like, before they even get to Loch Ness, Ambrose oh. does mention, he's like, there's a reason why in Loch Ness, there's like, uh, like something there, like a time something or whatever. Oh, so okay. I already kind of went into it thinking that there was going to be something like that. As soon as I saw the kids, yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, that's them for sure. Yeah. But that's kind of fucked up. I mean, we... I mean, listen, I am kind of conflicted. I'm kind because- of honestly like I'm kind of lit for it. Like I'm I'm so down for like this idea of time. Yeah. Um, like skipping. And there's no kind of. Yeah. And time skipping and there's no like limit to it. And so it's interesting what they're going to do with it. I am kind of bummed that like we didn't get to see the kids grow like. I don't know how I feel about the ca- the fact that the kids are like fifteen. Yeah, years but what older. were you gonna what were you gonna see them growing up as? Like, I don't know who's gonna even take care of them. Like, th- freaking th- these yeah. two bitches out here trying to run an academy. That's a good like, point. No one has time to take care of a baby, and like, I think probably just logistically, 
in terms of the production they're like we can't have two yeah, more babies on set that's a good like point. what do we do with them you know yeah. so I think this was like the smartest way for them to make sense of that storyline. My only concern really is like that's 15 years of damage, which I'm sure we're going to have to deal with. Like we're going to have to figure out like their situation and whether or not these kids are dangerous. But I'm always like like I'm weary about the fact that these kids have had 15 years of isolation with this psycho father and like what they're going to have to deal with now that these kids are still in the picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like the kids were like in the storyline, like they were killed off and like Prudence gets to cry about it for five minutes because like they were alive for like two seconds before they got kidnapped. But you know, like, well, so can we talk about their ending quickly? Because I do want to ask you questions about their ending. Okay. So in the episode, yeah, we can talk about all of it. So um, they end up like flashing back into the house at the end. We'll probably circle back later, but they drop off Blackwood with the kids at the Spellman household. And Ambrose is like, hello, aunties and whatever. They're dealing with him. They go upstairs yeah. and they're talking for one. They have the egg, which I definitely want to talk to you about. And the second thing is these kids are now, um, you, you first see this scene where they're like talking to the kids are like, don't worry, we'll take care of you, you'll be fine. The room that they're in is like a little yellow, which is already my nightmare. And then on top of that, it's like already, it looks like kind of like an attic. So already I was like, where is this place? Yeah, I'm like, did they just like redo this house? Like, where is this room? Like, is this in the academy somewhere? So um, yeah, so then right away they're like, don't worry, you'll be fine here. The kids look very skeptical, but they're not really speaking. And then... um, Ambrose and Prudence leave and then you like there's like a zoom out and it's like he's cast a spell on them so they don't know that they're in a dollhouse basically right yeah like, it was so freaking cool it's cool but also yeah, creepy like these... cuz i well I got I, it is creepy but i think that's his only sort of solution to like keeping them safe right now yeah. because like they're they don't even like he doesn't even know what they are yet right if they can think on their own, if they're attached to Father Blackwood in right. some way, like yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I think this is his only way of like kind of incubating them in a sense. And I, it was such a cool way to show it. Like again, like they use such cool visuals yeah. in this episode where I'm like, oh my god, like he's like they're 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 safe in here. Time is not a factor in the dollhouse. I was like, that's such right. a cool way of like of using magic. They'll you know? always like, be like it happy. Was really cool. They'll never be hungry. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, but I do feel like that kind of world is a little eerie because I'm like, these poor kids, they don't have to deal with them right now, but they're going to have to deal with them at some point. For sure. I mean? For sure. So we that. I'm yeah, looking forward to back. seeing where how that kind of wraps itself up or how it continues. But yeah, also this egg situation. What is this fucking... Was it never... It was never explained, just to confirm, right? Yeah, never explained. Okay. Um, like we don't know what yeah. it is. They're just like... Both of them are saying, you know, we'll see what hatches. But Blackwood was basically like, you don't want to unleash this power upon this world. Like, you don't want to be here when it happens. Like, he threatened them quite a bit when he took the egg. So mm-hmm. it sounds like something super dangerous. But also, like, what is it? Is it a Cthulhu? Like, what What can we expect from this situation? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know what Cthulhu is, right? Like. It's like that game, but also like that monster that looks like it has like an octopus head and it's supposed to signify like the end of times. And like the thing is, too, it's like, how does this how does this link to Sabrina's storyline this season? Yeah, because obviously it is right. Like it's going to come into like 
her journey probably her mission at some point yeah so what does this all mean for her i honestly i have no idea maybe it has something to do with like the old gods and like giving like maybe offering the egg up to the old gods to like get rid of them like who knows or like they're hatching the old gods again like i don't know yeah like like the old gods are coming through again yeah i definitely think that it's like some i my bet is that it's like a cthulhu type monster that can end the world if it's if it's like birthed or whatever uh, which will be interesting. Um, yeah, so that's Ambrose and Prudence. Is there anything else that we need to cover with them? Not really. Yeah, the kids, them, they're cute together. They're still together. They're making out whenever, every chance that they can get, which is adorable. Um, let's move on to Hilda and Zelda. Um, so right away, they're just trying to get the school going. Um, Zelda is talking to her students as a directress, directrix and still like praying to... Um, praying to Lilith. And as they pray, Satan, who is in the basement, like locked up in the basement, he's like, what the fuck? I can't believe that they're t- like praying to Lilith right now. Let's show them who's yeah. boss. And really quickly before this happens, um, when Sabrina went down to go visit him, she kind of like cleared a line by accident in the circle, the salt circle, the magic circle. So he was able Mm. to barf up all these like cockroaches or beetles Mm. or whatever. And they were able to like escape from that like line that got opened. So they're now going to like wreak havoc around the school. Like you would think that like she would go and like make sure that like the barrier that she created is on point. Everything's good. Defenses are up. No. She's like, la, 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 la. She's like, cool. And that's the thing. like Satan in the basement. Cool. That's the thing. Like, this whole part made me realize that, like, the ants know nothing about what's happening right now. And, like, they're so in the dark about everything. So I'm just like, girl, this shit's going to blow up in your face. For sure. I'm just waiting for that. Which is what happens by the end of the episode. So um, as Zelda's teaching, she's trying to take a hold of this, like, whole, like, student-teacher situation. And as she's writing, she keeps hearing someone, like, giggling and then at one point in time, she turns to the um, board and it says "Black Lady Blackwood is a bitch. That's like written in chalk. And she's like, who did this? And then she ends up dismissing the entire class because she's just cheesed. Um, uh, anyway, so she's just like not but sure what's going on. But this whole time, you're... This whole time, like, you're hearing the Beatles, like, yeah, they're all, like, moving around and stuff. Like, fucking, like, moving around. And I'm like, okay, obviously, like, the Beatles are infiltrating, like, the Academy. Right, right. And it's probably going to make everyone start to glitch out. Yeah, which is exactly um, what happens. Which is exactly what happens. Right. So another moment is two of the students, the ones from season two, they're, like, making out in the hallway, like, in a secret hallway. I think it's in the dungeons. It's actually, like, in the basement where the dungeons are. And as they're making out, one of the like beetles fall on the girl and she doesn't realize she's like, Oh, I thought I felt something, but then she doesn't really like do anything about it. Next thing you know, this guy is running upstairs to Zelda and Hilda in the office. And he's like, I was making out with her and then she fucking tried to kill me. Um, but they never really come around just as a, like, like as an aside, they don't really resolve that storyline at all. Cause it cuts to another scene after that. Like, it's like Zelda back in class the next time you see Zelda. So it's almost like they had this moment happen. You don't see what happens, but he comes back upstairs, like, bloodied, and he has, like, scratches on his face and stuff. But then they never resolve it. Like, they never investigate her, and they never see, like, what's going on with her, like, what happened to this girl. 
Um, maybe they cut it out in editing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they probably cut it out. Yeah. But uh, anyway, the next scene that you see, Zelda is back in the school and she's teaching again. But this time she's like laughing like Agatha's like laughing at her like blatantly like and just going off on her and she's just being really disrespectful comes to a point where Agatha calls her a bitch and then uh Zelda slaps her she gets slapped that's like the big ting of this episode well for them and anyway after that happens she kind of like collects herself Agatha's like what the fuck um but she doesn't say anything anyone everybody gets dismissed Zelda goes back to her office with Hilda and she's just like depressed. She's like, how could I have hit a kid? Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And Hilda's like, don't worry. Like, I'll make you a tea. As she makes the tea, she pours it out and the milk is like curdled right away. And Hilda's like, I don't know what happened. Like, I literally just poured this. Like, this is fresh ass milk. Like, I don't know what happened. And uh, this is when someone comes in. I think Agatha... Someone comes in and finds, like, a beetle. Or a beetle is, like, found in that area. I think maybe, like, in Zelda's hair. Is that right? Like, they yeah, find a beetle. Yeah, I think it, like, drops. I think she sees it in, like, Zelda's hair. And then she's like, oh, my God. The, I know what's the, going on now. Tell. Yeah. So, already Zelda's like, oh, shit. There's, like, trouble afoot. This, like, the Dark Lord must be around. But both of them it's are in weird denial. Because, like, it's weird because the minute they saw the beetle, she's like, oh, my God, the devil must be around. I'm like, is the devil the only person that can control beetles? Like, it can't be anything else. But you I can't guess just have, like, an infestation of insects. It like, was, like, a connect. It was just funny. Yeah, it was, like, that plus, I think, the fact that they, like, the milk was curdled. Like, it was all connecting together. Yeah, slowly. it was, like, yeah, yeah. And then they're, like, oh, it was the Dark Lord. But they're still in denial because, like, they know what happened with Nick. Like, Wait, they- why did the milk curdle? Because, like, he's hot? I don't I got I'm sure there's like some biblical the, something or other oh, where it's like wow. the when the devil is here your milk will curdle like Oh maybe cuz like milk is like milk is like, like mother and yeah. like he's not the mother so like he ruins milk. <laughs> he ruins everything. <laughs> he turns it into cheese. Um <laughs> yeah, so they have to use like these fancy pantsy candles to find the dark lord like when the light turns a different color that like that means that the dark lord is there so all the kids like spread out around the school to find the dark lord and i'll leave it at that because it'll all tie up at the end of sabrina's storyline but basically that's how we end off hilda and zelda's like where they still don't know for sure what's going on but they still suspect that the dark lord is back and they need to go find him within the school anyway cutting to sabrina and her storyline um right off the top in the very beginning of the episode sabrina goes to visit nick uh, at the dungeon but it's like this creepy like back and forth between Nick's body and then possessed by her dad slash like it just keeps going back and forth and it's very like exorcist yeah like it's very that they vibe. made it look so fucking cool yeah it was really like, well done like the editing yeah. and like having him sit there yeah. and then suddenly it changes back to him um yeah really like really there cool. was moments where I didn't realize that the face had changed right because like her dad and Nick kind of look like they they, they have, have the similarities. same features almost, yeah. and so when it happens really quickly, I'm like, oh shit, oh my god, it's him, oh it's Nick. Like I could barely yeah. tell when it was switching over. I do love that you called out the fact that he had a claw, like a a hoof foot, 
last yeah like, <laughs> in the last episode I'm how like, you were like, like, <laughs> like they don't have the budget for it but like right away in this part like you can see the foot is right there yeah so it's yeah, just yeah. funny it's like they like you called it out um anyway the one thing that she says to like see if if whether or not it's nick is uh for him to stick out his tongue and apparently a forked tongue is like the indicator whether or not the devil's inside of him so whatever she she's like whatever um i just wanted to talk to nick she talks to nick for like two seconds maybe and then like she dips and uh she as she walks away as we mentioned she opens up that circle of salt like the magical thing and that's how he's able to like put the cockroaches everywhere Anyway, cuts to Sabrina, and she's going to, like, a library, and she looks for soul transference books. She talks to this random guy who, like, owns the bookshop or whatever, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I can send it over to the house. Like, don't worry about it. Um, Cuts back to um, Baxter High, and they do a cheer. So we get a cheer in Riverdale, and then we get a cheer session. It's been a cheer week. Full cheer week. Um, What did you think of the cheer? (laughs) I I like this one much more than the one in. They Riverdale. did get a better song for. I mean, they did yeah. get a better like version of that song, like they the tricky yeah vibe or whatever. I love Cherry Bomb, but like this song worked for this. Um, and like it was just cheer practice. Yeah, like, it wasn't this next level like game happening in the background <laughs> with like all these like crazy cuts. I'm like, it's just yeah. cheer practice. Yeah, yeah. Let me just sure. enjoy this, you yeah. know. And I think it works for some reason. It just works for them because I'm like, it's fine, and it's like two seconds. So it was, it was good. It was fun to watch. Um, the one thing that you do notice is Miss Wardwell is starting to look more like Madam Satan again. Like, she's sitting on the rafters, and she's watching from the background. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, this bitch is, like, she couldn't even wait two seconds to, like, possess this woman's body again. Then it cuts to them talking. Like, Madam Satan is talking. And she's like, okay, well, uh, like, it's time for you to, like, do your training for being the queen of hell. She's basically like Sabrina's mom. Yeah. She's like, girl, come and do your job right now. Yeah. She's like, you've been slacking. Yeah. So uh, she says one of your main roles as the queen of hell is to drag souls to hell. She so have to choose two every day and then drag them to hell personally. So first she's like, find this man named Robert Robertson. And so she does. And he's playing chess. And it's this old fart. Like he's this old man. And it's this cute little moment. I will say that it was like really well. It was really through. beautiful. It and, was so beautiful. And it's all about like afterlife and like like yeah. finishing your life up and whatever. And this whole idea of like playing chess and checkers. Like I feel like they use that a lot with like death. Well, and, and it was interesting because she was like, what did you do? Like, why did yeah. you make a deal with the devil? Like, why am I here? And he's like, I wanted to be like the chess the legend best. of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think he was gonna say that. I was like, that's yeah. it. I was like, <laughs> like that's what you fucking sold your soul else. for. You sold your soul to be the best chess player ever. So yeah, sure enough, um, right away, Sabrina's like, this man does not need to go to hell. Like he just wanted to play chess. Like, what's like the he's problem? too cute. <laughs> <laughs> he's too adorable. I just want to put him in a pocket. So, so and this was another thing I really, really, really liked. They show they cut to the the road, yeah, and you see the black car that's gonna like take him, yeah. to hell. But in the background, you can see the white version of that car, and I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, this is so freaking cool how they're doing this. Yeah, and the guy goes to open the the black car, 
And she goes, no. She's like, you're going to go to the Go to car. this one instead. And, like, she, like, yeah. pushes him into the white car. And then, obviously, like, it symbolizes that, like, she's sending him off to heaven. Right. I've, and that was really cute. For a second, like, I thought so that, real. like, they were tricking her and making her think that he was going to go to heaven. But instead, he ended yeah. up in, j- in hell anyway. But, yeah, she does send him, in t- uh, send him to heaven. But my question is, like, why do you think she had that option? Like, isn't she only able to send someone to hell? Do you think exactly. it's because... Exactly. I was... Yeah. She's, it, like, it, half half human? Like, that she's half? Maybe that's why? Oh, I don't know. Because, like... Because, like, even as I'm saying it, I'm like, she 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 doesn't have a right to send anyone to heaven. Yeah. Like, all she's doing is pushing them to hell. Right. I, I mean, that's a very interesting question. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, like, they, they've opened such a big can of worms by showing this side of, of the devil's work. Right. And they're gonna, they might have to sort of answer these questions that we have along the way. Yeah. It's to almost make it all makes sense. It's almost you know? like because they're getting really detailed with the with the task. Like it's almost like I want like an angel version of her to do the same and be like, "Hey, girl, like what you doing over here? Like why why are you making him go into the black car?" Like I almost wish that there was like if they're not going to explain why she's she was able to make that choice. If there's going to be like an element of another yeah. person on the other side, kind of maybe they'll explain it. Her. Yeah, we'll see. So. Right away, as soon as he pu- she puts him in the car, Wardwell's like, what the fuck did you just do? And then they both get summoned to hell. And right away, um, she's trying to defend herself. She says, like, I wanted to show him mercy. Like, he really didn't deserve to be in hell. And the entire court, including the stupid kings, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? You shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff. And Wardwell has to assure everybody, don't worry. Like, the next drag to hell is going to be like, like, it's going to be the best one ever. And yeah. they don't believe her and whatever. Everybody's just kind of cheesed. Um, really quickly, it cuts to Roz and Theo and Harvey. And they're playing Teenage Dirtbag, which was kind of cool. Love this. I lo- love this moment. So it seems like we're going to be getting these like garage do- like sessions maybe every week, possibly. What did you think of seeing it a second time in a row? First of all, I just think that song was so perfect yeah. for... You know, this genre, like this time period, whatever, totally, high school. Totally, totally. I loved it. Um, they're so cute together, like as a trio playing. But every time that they cut to that, I almost feel like, because you can really see the separation um, within their friend group when they do do that. Because she comes in and she's like, guys, I need your help. I know. It's never like, she's never like in it with them. She's never like participating with them. She's never enjoying it with them. So to me, it seems like it's only going to cause this like, rift you know between them because they're gonna keep wanting to jam out and she's gonna just keep wanting to freaking like save the world yeah yeah she's like busting up their flow and shit so yeah yeah right away it's basically the exact same scene as last episode and she busts in she's like yo here to like talk to you guys about hell shit and she she says that the next person on her list is a guy named jimmy platt and then Right away, they're like, who is that guy? Who is that person? It sounds so familiar. Turns out that it's the ice cream guy. Um, But she's like, if he ends up being a bad person, then I want to use his body to transfer, um, like, her dad's soul into, like, the dead body. And then Nick can be free. And um, Sabrina goes to see this ice cream man. Like, she just, like, goes up and sees him. Um, and it turns out that he is a pretty shitty person. He's pretty fucked up. <laughs> He's a pretty yeah. fucked up person. 
Um, so yeah, it turns out that he um, knew that his contract was coming up and he knew that the devil was going to go see him. But instead, when he sees Sabrina, he's like, well, this is my terms to like extend my contract. I'll give you like an innocent like heart, like basically like a dead person. Someone needs to be sacrificed. And Sabrina's like, what the fuck have you been doing? He's like, well, I have like a girl already like kidnapped, ready to go. Um, I just need to kill her. And then like, we're good. And Sabrina's like, you're not doing this anymore. And he kind of threatens her and says, well, if you don't follow through with this plan, if you don't extend my contract, then this girl's going to die. If I if I die, like he was fucking ballsy, eh? Like ballsy he was like, I'm like, do you know who you're talking to right now? Like you're talking to the motherfucking devil. Legit, like, how about man. you calm the fuck down? The fuck? Like he was so like, like you sell ice cream. Like, relax. Take it down a few notches. <laughs> so anyway, this is when she goes to visit her dad in the jail. And he says like she she wants to know like the details of this plan and, and this contract that they made. And the uh, her dad says like, yeah, Jimmy Platt like had this idea. I didn't tell him to like kill like innocent children. He decided that on his own. Um, he could have chosen like anything and anyone and, and like do it anyway. Like I'm assuming that you didn't have to kill someone. You might have just had to be like, oh, you old lady, you're an innocent lady. Like, yeah, you could come with me uh, anyway, whatever. So uh, it turns out that the reason why this all happened was um, Jimmy got into a car accident and before like the angel of like the good angel came he showed up and he was like let me give you this deal if you want to stay alive then you can do this or this and that's why he kind of extended it um yeah i did love this story and the way that it kind of like came together you know what i mean like really it was well so it was so epic it almost felt like to me, it reminded me of American Gods because... Yes! Oh, my God, yes. I don't know. Something about I it. I mean, the it car crash like a, is, like, very much that vibe. Yeah. And, like, yeah, the back... It, it just felt like a very... It just felt like a small tale within this huge totally, episode. Totally, totally. And I was just so intrigued by it all. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, before they kill, kill Jimmy, they have to get this uh, girl back. So... They find a poster and they have to find something of, of her. So they go visit her mom and they see these like pinwheels that apparently this kid was obsessed with. Because because, again, uh, Roz says I can find her if I use the cunning. Yes. Like I just need something of hers. She needs to like to touch. And then and I'm going to and then I'm going to cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, she cunts and then she. So finds, yeah. she does. They see like they see. They See the pinwheel. <laughs> she touches it. She's like, uh, 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 she's uh, like cunning. Yeah. And then she sees the little girl in a freezer. Right. So this is, and this is where I was like, girl, your fucking powers suck. Yeah. Because <laughs> she saw that she was alive and in a freezer, but then she's like, I don't know where she is. She's like, I have no like, clue. Okay, what was the point of that? that? Like, like, can Sabrina just find her? Use a spell and fucking find her. <laughs> I know. I was like. So like, what was the point of you like looking, looking to where she is? Like, find out yeah. where the freezer. And she is. even like, like breathes cold air. She's like, she's in somewhere cold. <laughs> like that's yeah. all she knew. <laughs> yeah. But she didn't know where the fuck this kid was. So anyway, they take um, they take the pinwheel. But I do want to ask you about this one specific situation. So the mom is still sitting in the living room. She's like, oh, can we take a pinwheel to uh, you know, kind of like just like show her, show her around or whatever. And the mom hesitates to answer, but 
right away. Sabrina doesn't even give her like five seconds to like decide a hundred percent. And she's like, you are going to give me a pinwheel right now. So she uses like mind tricks to get the mom to do it faster, I guess. But what was your thought on the fact that she used her power to persuade her, like without even giving her an, I think it made a second. I think it made sense in that moment. Um, and she also tells her, like, like forget that I was ever here. Right. We're going to bring your daughter back. So, like, she sort of erases her memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes sense because, like, how is this, like, little girl going to find her daughter? She's going to be like, who the yeah. F are you? Like, in a freaking cheerleading outfit. So it made sense in that moment. But what it speaks to in terms of, like, where her character is going to go, obviously, like, yeah, like, she's going like we to start using her powers. Like, we were supposed to pay Like, we were Yeah, yeah, for we sure. I think it was, like, a moment for you to be like, huh? And even I think, like, Roz looks over at her to be like, huh? Yeah. Like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> and the music but, changed. I was like, okay, like, I guess this is important. Yeah, I think it made sense. I think she had to do that, but it's going to speak to later on. Yeah, And, like, how sure. she uses her powers and when she uses her powers. So. Yeah. Um, really quickly, before we move on to the rest of Sabrina's storyline, Theo is at school and he bumps into some guy named Robin who's, like, new to the school, I guess. And, like, yeah. Theo has a cute little crush on him, like, low-key. Yeah. Like, what did you think of this adorable moment? It was cute. Like, it was cute. Yeah, I loved I'm it. I was but like, he was kind of shady. Yeah, I mean. He seemed very shady and weird. Because he didn't. She's like, hi, I'm Theo. He's like, hi, I'm Theo. Something, whatever, his last name. Yeah. And then he was like, I'm Robin. Yeah. Nothing. I was like, mm? like what's your last like, name? who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he just moved into like i get it like maybe he's yeah i i'm sure sh- no it's weird i do agree and like, he had like weird colored hair like it was he was off he was just but off maybe they me. just want to give theo like an, a love interest i think that'd be kind of cool yeah but, i'm down for that yeah, as long as it doesn't creepy. end up like killing theo you know true fair enough so uh then it cuts back to sabrina and Roz. And they are using this fancy pantsy pinwheel to call for Lucy. So now Sabrina is like teleporting her brain into this thing and trying to communicate using it like a telephone, basically. And they're like, Lucy, where are you? And she's like, I'm in like, I'm here. She's like, I'm in I'm a in freezer. The freezer. I'm, and I need your help. I'm, I'm gonna die. <laughs> basically. <laughs> and so Sabrina right away is like, fuck this. Like she's gonna fall asleep and like not be helpful at all. So I better, like, get going. <laughs> She's, like, eating the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. She's, like, we got to do this. So uh, she wants to teleport into the freezer. But Roz warns her. She's, like, yo, like, if you go in there blind, like, you're going to be fucked up. Like, you don't know where you're going. You don't know if it's a trap. And so, sure enough, she teleports in because she's Sabrina. And right away, Jimmy was waiting the entire time and has all these, um, what are they called? Like, little like sigils or whatever around like, he had like these symbols yeah he had like these symbols around the freezer yeah. and he's like get take that bitch he's like you can't even use your magic to get out right. i was like bro this ice cream guy is like the smartest he's guy in the crazy. world like he like, should not be an ice cream guy he should be <laughs> like head of a top agency in the u.s yeah, like you should be like an advertising what are you agency? doing selling ice cream yeah, CEO. you're so smart <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like i'm a catchy bitch so he catches her she can't get out um then it cuts back to Hal and Madam Satan and Caliban are talking. And uh, I think they're just talking about how the fact that like things are not going really well right now. And uh, like Caliban's just kind of like putting more like doubt into Madam Satan's mind of 
the fact that Sabrina might not be able to take on this role. And he's she's, so useless though. He doesn't do he anything. Does, he, like yeah. he just fucking strides with his like shirt half off. Yeah. Like he just like he basically just spits like all these like big words. Like he's like a hype man. Like he doesn't really <laughs> He doesn't do much. He's like, it's true. I'm going to become the king eventually. One day, maybe One day. if I do something, I don't know. <laughs> like, do something. Like, you know, like, I don't know. I will say that I do like it's the fact that they, they haven't made him, like, fully evil. So I'm I'm happy with that because it does mean that maybe oh, for sure. he'll be, like, a good person at the end of all of this. Who knows? But, yeah, he kind of just stands there. He doesn't even go, like, you're right. He doesn't even go, like, full evil. He doesn't go, like, oh, yeah, you're, like, stupid half half witch is going to be able to, like, he doesn't even provide any, like, bullying <laughs> in the situation. He's just there. So, anyway, right away, Madam Satan's like, let me go check on Sabrina. And she finds Sabrina in the freezer. She opens up the door, and she's like, you dumb dumb, like, get out of here. <laughs> get out here. And yeah, Sabrina's like, how did you find me? She's like, she's like, you leave a whole trail like, of your magic. <laughs> like, she's like, I can track you, like, anywhere. Like, five seconds. And I think, but I, you know what? I really like this this moment, too, because I think it shows you that although Sabrina is queen right now, you know, Wardwell has the experience. Yeah. Wardwell has the knowledge. Like, she's, it's showing that she needs Wardwell. Like, she cannot do this on her own. She is, like, her unofficial watcher. I know you mentioned this last episode, but, yeah, like, she's, totally. she's her unofficial totally. watcher at this point. She's like, I'm going to make sure that you're okay. I'm going to make sure that you're going to, like, yeah. stay alive so I can be queen, too. And, like, you know, it's cute. Even though she's reluctantly helping Sabrina, I'm so glad that they're on the same team. Totally. Um, yeah. Cutting back to... So, it, it, there is a really cute moment where Madam Satan does return the girl physically. She's like, I'll take care of this kid. She drops her off at the mom's house. Um, she mentions Wardwell's name. She's like, yes, I'm Miss Wardwell. I saved her. Like, it's fine. Not a big deal. And then that's the end of that story. For now, at least. And then it cuts to the pep rally. And the guy's, like, selling ice cream still, which is kind of creepy. But also one scene that I saw was Robin, who invited, I guess, Theo to go to the pep rally with her with him, um, is still eating the ice cream after the fact. Like, after knowing that he is, like, a demon monster, fucking yeah. innocent <laughs> child killer, like... Why are you be He's giving like, him the business? He's like, this ice cream is good. Like, yeah. Theo's like, yeah, delicious. So I'm like, this is so fucked. But anyway, um, then it cuts to Roz and Harvey. And they're talking about Sabrina because they're really worried about her. For one, she's uh, like still not at like the pep rally. They don't know where she is, but she's like on her way to be rescued. But also Roz and Harvey are having their moment to be like, what's going on with Sabrina? Is she going to be okay? Do you think that she's going to be able to deal with all of this? Like, I I did like the fact that, number one, they do have these moments between Roz and Harvey to show that they're, like, in a relationship. But also sure, yeah. to show that, like, that is what best friends talk about. You know, like, when the other friend is, like, going going off doing some dumb shit, two of them come together like, yo, what's that girl doing? 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think they've, I think they've nailed, like, the, the dynamic between yeah, Roz and um, Roz and what's Harvey. Like, it's just perfect. Like, I don't know if it's their chemistry, but it's just the writing, um, how they interact, like, how yeah. they talk to each other. You're right. Like, it's so accurate of, like, what a friendship would show, sure. but also, like, a romantic, yeah. friend, like, a romantic relationship, too. I think they play on that, like, perfectly. And not to make, like, a complete comparison to Riverdale, but, like, 
you look I know at, you're gonna say this. <laughs> you know that all these like we have like Shoni and we have Varchi and all these other big ship shippers, but they don't like they don't like bash you over the head with the fact that like they're together. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're together, but they're that, having a good time and they're like playing music together. Having said that, I think uh, you know, we, we've seen it this last two weeks. Like, Varchi hasn't had a single scene together. Yeah. You know, we're like, are they even fucking together? Yeah. I think also Sabrina has, you know, 55 minutes to fill. Right. So I think they have more opportunities You're to right. have those little moments between the, the, the characters. That's, I'm, I'm going to give it to them for that. Yeah. But I don't know. It just felt very, it just feels more organic in Sabrina. Very, very good point. But yes, it's true. They do get the time that they need to, and they deserve to, like, put those... Uh, relationships forward so um like take that take in like theo if theo existed in riverdale like she, like he wouldn't have had that yeah, storyline fully Robin. gone <laughs> like, you yeah. know what i mean like there's, there's just no time for yeah, that <laughs> theo would like already be like three steps behind at this point like he wouldn't have any conversation whatsoever um yeah so then sabrina goes right up to the ice cream truck and he's like oh shit like how did you get out and Sabrina just like goes in. She has like a really cool, powerful moment where she's eating ice cream. This was one of my favorite moments, yeah. I think, of the whole series, like visually. Just seeing what this like, how do you interpret this visually for your audience? Right. Like, how do you show him getting sucked into hell? <laughs> yeah. You know? And it looked so fucking cool. Like yeah. they made it look really, really cool and really scary. I'm like, oh my God. Really creepy. Like, I was I was scared, you know? It's so like goosebumps almost. You know what I mean? Like the vibe totally. is almost like that 90s a little bit darker i would definitely say, darker but, yeah, but would, like the ice cream yeah. truck shaking and like everything kind of happening the way that it happened so yeah so she's like you're going straight to hell i hope you burn in hell whatever um and the guy that i guess was uh given to her to be her bodyguard this like creepy like no mouth like he has no oh, mouth that guy was like, so creepy spikes everywhere yeah so he is the one that grabs jimmy from the back and like pulls him down to hell so that happens, and Sabrina's like, hell is getting a makeover, like, we're doing this right, whatever. Like, she's, she's like, there to, like, change the world again, um, which I love, obviously, about Sabrina. But uh, she's, like, biting off way too much, more than she can handle. Uh, then it cuts back to Sabrina getting home, and this scene was, like, pretty funny, too. Number one, the fact that... Th they have their arguments like always at this like front front area is like my favorite like it's like she yeah. comes home and they're like ready to yell at her because I feel like this happened last yeah. season too they're <laughs> like waiting for bitch her. what the yeah. fuck are you doing with your life um, yeah so this is at this point in time this is when you find out that Hilda and Zelda uh, like discover the Dark Lord in the basement and you know Sabrina's just like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, do you have anything else to say to us? And she's like, no, just like want to get ready for school. Like, it's just stressful. And they go off on her. They're like, I can't believe you had put everybody in danger. Yeah. Like, I do love the fact that they and they like I said, they did this last season as well. I do love that they get these like parenting moments with Sabrina where they can be like, yo, you're an idiot. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And it's true. Like for any viewers who like keep watching Sabrina being like, why can't they fucking why can't you just talk to her aunts about the, these things? Um, Like this is our moment to be like, yeah, look, look what happens. Like she gets like fucking yelled at by her parents, by her aunts. So, yeah, they just go in on her. Um 
but it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why couldn't she just go to her aunt's? Like, why did she make this? I know. Seem like I don't know. It was a secret. Like, it's a pretty big deal to deal with. You know, like it's the yeah. devil. It's almost like logistically they didn't have time to have that scene yeah. of her telling them. But like, because it doesn't make sense. Like, why not just tell them that he's there? Like, right. what's the big deal? I guess because she's doing this all for Nick. Yeah. And that's her only justification for it. So I guess she's assuming that like they're going to be like, no, he's not enough reason to like right. fucking bring the devil up and like keep him in the basement. You yeah, know? that's fair. Like, yeah, for sure. They would definitely have given her like flack for trying to do what she did. But yeah. maybe right away, just be like, by the way, like he's in the basement. He's probably going to fuck shit up. So just like, I'm sorry, but like we're, exactly. we're trying to figure something yeah, yeah. out. But I guess she was trying to do it as quick as possible. Like she was trying to use Jimmy's body. Yeah. Like she was she was doing stuff to try to like fix yeah. it before they found out. Um. Anyway, um. right after this whole argument happens, she has a full breakdown and she's like, all I want is Nick back. You know, it's been so hard to, like, see him be tortured. Like, he was down there for me for this whole time. And, you know, they start feeling bad for her, too. And uh, right at that moment, um, she's like, I just wanted to see if I can get another flesh Akron to, like, switch the bodies. And yeah. uh, Zelda's like, well, where are you going to get one of those? And right in that moment, that's when Ambrose and Prudence, like, flash in. Appear. And yeah. they drop, like... Blackwood's body like right in front of them and they're like I'm home or whatever because I think what they were I think what they were saying was like you need a you need a uh like a stronger physical body to yeah. hold the devil it can't just be like fucking Jimmy Platt ice Jimmy. cream owner like <laughs> it needs to be like someone more legit yeah and then they're like where the f are you gonna find that and then of course right then they drop Blackwood's body and you're like okay right. this is gonna happen which I was super excited about I was like so sick. down so down yeah. so Right away, um, she brings him down to the basement and she's like, this is going to be your new cellmate slash like you're going to have his body now. And, uh, you know, like Satan's like fucking Blackwood, you piece of shit. So he hates him, obviously. Yeah. But um, they do the switch, but they don't show the switch really. Right. Like, they no, don't, they don't really show the switch. They don't show the transference, um, but like it happens. Do they show like the inner monologue of it of like they're in that like red yes. room? And they talk for, like, five seconds about how the old gods are coming. But also, like, Blackwood is like, I've seen something crazy. And, like, the world is different. And time, space, and continuum. And, like, the one... Yeah, he's, like, going off. Yeah, and and even the Dark Lord is like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, what do you even mean? And <laughs> yeah. um, it is interesting. The one thing that I will say about this part that I was kind of iffy about was... While I do like the way they're where they're going with it, like I'm very interested to see how, especially now that Blackwood is possessed by Satan, like I'm really in down for that storyline. But on yeah. top of that, I'm also like, how did Blackwood even stump? Like, how of all people, Blackwood to me is like a dumbass. Like he's so stupid in the past like two seasons. Outside of him trying to like run away and like be being good at running away, how did he stumble across this like? universal magical witchcraft like that is better than everything in the world like yeah like you're you're telling me that the fucking dark lord doesn't know this information either yeah like the dark lord was like maybe he discovered it 
but maybe he discovered it like in the 15 years that he was like fucking like stuck there May- you know? yeah like, yeah i don't know i hope they explain that you're right because like they need to connect that dot like how like this guy dipped town and like learned the freaking like key to like yeah. the universe like how exactly and that that's co- kind of what i so was I like i do hope they i do hope they explain that part for sure i do hope they explain that and i did like how so as they're kind of talking and he's saying like the new like the, like the old people are coming back or whatever yeah it cuts to the ending scene which is roz and harvey in the back of his truck like super cute like making out yeah um it almost like i like i wanted to like make out in a pickup truck <laughs> um and it was so cute and then he kind of like sees like so as like the voiceover is like saying like they're gonna rise and they're right. gonna come and they're like here or whatever um harvey looks over and he sees like flashing lights and it's like a carnival yeah full in carnival. the middle of town or in like a forest or whatever and yeah. so that sort of cuts to black and so you know the next episode is going to lead into that and also he's like but it was really interesting that they connected the words of like these people are coming back right. as they're showing you the carnival yeah so i'm already assuming that some shady shit's about to happen in that carnival 100 percent, and it is creepy because like harvey is almost like hypnotized by it he's like yeah. Because Roz is like, I don't even know what you're talking about. It's almost as if she's like immune to it. But Harvey's like, oh, don't you hear it? Like, it's over there. And like, his face was very like excited about it. Um, yeah. Yes. Another scene that we kind of missed before this happens is Sabrina sees uh, Nick and like they have a really cute moment because now he's like out of the body. So cute. He's, um, he's out. So that's an, an, another thing too. And I was excited about this for Nick's character um in buffy when angel goes to hell yeah and she brings him back he's like fucked up yeah like he comes back like really messed up and like she's he's not the same like guy obviously because he's been in hell for like whatever like like hell has like a lot of years in it yeah and so he's fucked up so obviously i'm prepared to see nick in a really like messed up state and like Sabrina is gonna be excited to have him back but i don't think he's gonna be back yeah i think he's gonna have to do it's not gonna be his for sure a lot of like residual shit the one thing that i will say and it it does keep going back to like the fact that they makes they make the dark lord a certain type of person in this world like he doesn't have a lot of power it seems but you'd think that someone like satan would be like well i possess you for five seconds so like i'm gonna keep a little piece of me inside of you and then go inside of blackwood like you'd think that like the the Dark Lord would have more omnipresence, but he doesn't. Seem well, we to don't have... know. We don't know the extent yeah, of that yeah, just yet, that's right? True, so that's true. you don't know what can happen. You're like, like maybe, yeah. Um, and that is the end of the episode. It all ends up with the carnival shot, and that's how it ends. But yeah, really good. And episode. you know me, I like my carnival. Yeah. So you're like, let's do this. Um, let's get into our recap roundups. Recap roundups. Best, Best moment. moment. I think my best moment has to go to the ladies coming together yes. to transfer the devil into Father Blackwood. I think it comes like totally full circle um, that they catch Blackwood, yeah. that they have the devil. Like it's like the two evil men in the show are like connected. Connected now, now. yeah, yeah. Um, They're on, like, one and it place. was just cute how like the girls just all work together to do it. Uh, you know. Mrs. Uh, Miss Satan yeah. and Sabrina and the ants and Ambrose uh, and, and Prudence kind of and yeah. Ambrose yeah they're all in like they're all like team Sabrina right now so yeah. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> my best woman is gonna go to Prudence and Ambrose in Scotland number one Prudence looked amazing in her like <laughs> plaid fucking outfit like I was living for so it so good and also I love that sequence where she like fights him and like 
Also, just like I love location she's changes. Just like I love such a cool, ca- yeah, yeah, for sure. And she's such a cool character. I love seeing her. Yeah, like she's such a cool person. She can, she can hold her own show. Yeah, for sure. One hundred percent. I want to see a spinoff of her, like doing adventures around her the world. and Ambrose. Yeah, yeah. I'd for be sure. down for that. WTF, WTF moment. moment. Um, WTF moment. I think has to be Judas and Letitia grown up. Like yeah. hearing that, that they were grown up, I was like, what? I'm like, what the fuck? Is, what's what's going on right now? It's so tight. <laughs> like, we fast forward. Yeah, that's mine as well. Because I was also it was that them growing up, but also them being stuck in the dollhouse at the end. I was like, For sure. what the fuck is happening yeah. to these poor kids? And yeah, I'm very interested to see where they're gonna what they're gonna do with these characters. Are they gonna make them like? Really fucked up. Are they sleeper cells? But you know what? Like, we don't know. But you know what, J-Lag? I think it also shows how good the writing is this season because if it was like Riverdale or whatever, like they would have just like brought them out and then like left them. Yeah. And then like eight, eight episodes later, they're like, oh, by the way, like they're here now. And it's like, okay, but where were they this right. entire time? No, they- Whereas now they're putting them in this situation. They're telling you they're locked up in this dollhouse. They kind of like tied that loose end for now. Right. And I respect that. I'm like, okay, I believe this storyline. They're probably going to come back into it at some point later on. Yeah. But at least we know where they are for the time being. Maybe, like, Hermione is in there somewhere, too. Like, she's just like... (laughs) (laughs) That's where all of the fucking Riverdale storylines go to die. Yeah. (laughs) She's in there. MVP. MVP, I'm going to give it to the director of the episode. And uh, his or her name, I'm not sure, Alex Pillay. Just, like... I just feel like the direction, the visuals, the shots, like everything was so on point. And I know they've been good. Like the series in general has been a good series, like in terms of their visuals and shit. But like this one was like next level. Yeah. Like the funeral, the cars, the white and black cars, the way like the body, his body goes down to hell. Like they've just, they've just interpreted so many things that I've never thought about in my head, like visually to see it on screen. I'm like, this is. Is this like this is how it would look? Yeah. And for a show to do that, like that's really freaking hard, right? To make it all make sense. One hundred percent. And make it look cool. So I, I was just like, like big ups to you guys. Good job, director. Also, like to your point, love the fact that they give them the time, like the time that the pace of the show, so good. Like I love the pacing of the show. Yeah, I mean, in some regards, like I do find it, it it is long. Yeah. But so far this season, like, I'm liking the way they start and they end. It's just been really, really yeah, interesting. I feel, so I haven't noticed the time as much. I feel like if you're invested in the story, which I am, you're going to just, like, watch it. Even if it is an hour, yeah. you'll still watch it. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, yeah. some other things you're like, oh, let me just get through this. I'm not naming any specific shows. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, my MVP is going to go to Hilda because I think she was the one that specifically figured out that the devil is in the house. She did. And she was yeah. like, oh, the curdled milk and this, this, and this. Like, she's the one that kind of put it all together and kind of band, band, banded everybody together to find him. Um, and also, I in those argument scenes where Zelda's like going in on her, Hilda is always the one that kind of like takes a step back and is always like... I'm disappointed in you, Sabrina, but I'm not going to, like, sit here and yell at you because you're going to get that from Zelda, but I'll be there to, like, be a shoulder to cry on once, like, this is all over. Yeah. So I just, like, love her as a role. I love her as a character, and she did good this episode. LVP. LVP, I'm going to give it to the devil himself again. I think I gave him the first (laughs) time because I just feel like he doesn't do much. Like, this guy, you're telling me he's the motherfucking devil of the world, and all he can do is send some beetles up there and, like 
harass people like come on I'm expecting a little bit more from you you're the freaking devil a part of me is um, almost like is this all a part of his grand plan you know what I mean like yeah maybe he's playing stupid and helpless and hopeless because yeah. like he's got this bigger plan but yeah he's so weak my LVP is going to go to Sabrina. I don't want to give it to her every single time. Aww. Only because, like, I feel like she fucks up at least once every episode. But I was a little disappointed that she didn't tell her aunts about the situation yeah. with the devil. It's a huge thing. But what you mentioned, like, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like, it, like she didn't want to try to figure it out herself. She didn't want to feel embarrassed or be, like, told no, yes to, like, by her aunts. Like, it makes sense. I just wish that she relied on her aunts a little bit. You know bit. what's funny, though? It, you know, she's the first person to not go to her aunts and tell her aunts, like, what the F is going on in her life. Yeah. But she is the first person to go to her friends, her innocent, like, yeah. human friends, <laughs> and get them involved in all of this crazy shit and can get them killed. Exactly. So, like, why doesn't she think twice about that? Right. And, like, it's true what the aunts say. say like, they didn't, she didn't even consider the dangers of keeping him in the dungeon while there were students who didn't even know he was down there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you didn't even put like a, a charm on the door to make sure no one can get out. Like you just like left it regular. Yeah. Like, you know, like it could have been a really bad situation. The, the best, best line. line. Best line is uh from Sabrina when she says, I'm your sovereign, and this reformation of hell starts now. Right meow, bitch. Um, my best line is gonna go to uh Sabrina and Wardwell. It's when they're talking in the freezer. And uh, Wardwell's like, why couldn't you just do what you were told? Like, what's wrong with you? And she was like, I was trying to find a way to use Jimmy Platt to save Nick. And Wardwell's like, of course it's about a boy. And I just love their, like, dynamic that they've built yeah. between the two of them. The fact that she still calls Sabrina out on her dumb teenage shit. And also, like, makes, her f- makes fun of her because we would be making fun of her for these same reasons so the fact that like Wardwell is there to be like girl get your shit together like you got stuff to do um like makes me feel like this show is calling out you know the inconsistencies or like the idiocy that these characters can have and having an adult at every situation and Wardwell being that adult is like sick because I love her as a character but anyway yeah for sure and I definitely do think like her saying like you know, hell needs a makeover. The Reformation starts now. Yeah. The entire episode, I was like, bro, she needs to like rebrand. For hell. sure. Like, she needs to remarket what hell stands Gets for. It all and around. it sounds like that's what she's gonna start to do. She's gonna turn into you know, heaven. <laughs> she's literally like, <laughs> she's gonna it's make like, it like pretty. It's heaven now. And like flowers and like smelling nice. It's gonna be like essential oils. The thank like, you next <laughs> set. Like it's gonna be just like pink. Yeah. <laughs> Pillows everywhere. <laughs> That is the end of the episode, guys. Let us know what you guys thought about that episode and our comments and our review. Um, really quick announcements. We have our contest going on right now for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and a pop socket. To enter, all you need to do is rate and comment on our iTunes page and you'll be entered in the draw. We are extending this t- contest to the end of Riverdale Season 4, so just stay tuned for that. And I would like to take this time to thank our patrons of the episode, our Rewinder Squad, White, Nicole, Faith, our Elite Rewinders, Tina Ann, Sarge, Serena, Slay, Kate, and Jessica, and our Mommy Rewinders, Becca, Sarah, Tamala, and Grace. Thanks, guys. And if you would like to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. If you join, you'll get access to all things recap, rewind, exclusive contests, content, and updates. And also make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You can also find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. Like, subscribe, follow, review, and comment to stay engaged with us at Recap Rewind. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.